In this podcast, we are joined by Jay Mitchell, Lisa Itok, and guests from the University Hospitals Birmingham NHS Foundation Trust. If you are a member of CRM West Midlands, you can take a look at our menopause guidance document, along with other menopause information and resources on our wellbeing site under the Healthy Living section. If you would prefer to talk to someone, you can contact Jay Mitchell in confidence. Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you very much for joining us for our latest uh, podcast, our wellbeing podcast. And this one is all about the menopause. I'm just going to introduce everybody. Um, Lisa, could we start with you, please? Yeah, sure. Uh, Lisa Wrightuck, I'm People and Wellbeing Manager at CRN West Midlands. Thank you. Wendy and Randy, would you like to introduce yourselves? So I'm Wendy Madden. Um, I am a project manager at University Hospital Birmingham. I'm also a menopause lead for the Trust and I'm also um, the chair for the Women's Network here at UHB. I'm Randy Kular um, and I'm director of strategic projects working closely with Wendy uh, who is also a nurse by profession. Thank you. Tammy and Sophia, would you like to introduce yourselves? Yeah, hi, I'm um, Tammy. I'm one of the nurses I work at University Hospitals Birmingham. Hi, I'm Sophia. I'm one of the research practitioners working at UHB um, University Hospitals Birmingham. Thank you. And I'm Jane Mitchell. I'm one of the wellbeing champions at the CRN West Midlands, and I just happen to have a particular interest in the menopause. Um, so we wanted to kick off really with just explaining why we feel the menopause is an important subject and it deserves a podcast in its own right. 75% of women experience symptoms of the menopause and 25% experience severe symptoms. And in the NHS, females make up 77% of the workforce with an average age of 43. So you can see why it's so important to us. So I'd like to introduce Wendy into the conversation here. Um, Wendy, I know you've got a real specific interest in menopause in your workplace mm -hmm. and you've got so much of an interest that you've actually um, created a menopause passport. I just wondered if you'd like to explain to us a little bit about how that works. Um, so the menopause passport originally came about um, because I had a really, really bad experience myself um, going through the menopause. And um, one of the things was I was off for 11 weeks um, and on my return, um, I kind of went to our um, inclusion um, team at the time and kind of said, you know, basically, what have we got here for women going through the menopause? Because I've just had 11 weeks off and I had no support and nobody really could could um, really help me in, in any aspect of that. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's when I then became the chair of the women's network and prominently that kind of for about 12 months it was it was all around menopause and the amount of women that contacted me um was um was remarkable really um that they had been having bad time um had no support um people didn't understand um it was very taboo and it was also um, one of them subjects where you mention anything to do with menopause or anything to kind of do with women's issues around that, that it was often, um, you know, eyes to ceiling kind of situations. So um, I, my, my one thing was that I was determined that I was going to shout it out from the rooftops about menopause and I wanted it less taboo. Um, during that time, I realised obviously with the amount of people that were contacting me and coming to our network, um, the impact that menopause was having on women. So what I then decided was that um, to have a support, um, you know, some kind of support there. So I then create, uh, kind of talked about whether we should have like a menopause cafe or a menopause club. So I did come up with the idea of an M club. Um, and we started that and it was attended really well. Although people were still reluctant to talk about it outside of that room, um, yeah. but we, we made it a very safe, confidential kind of area so that people could be very open and honest with me because to take anything or go forward with anything, I needed to know what people were going through. Um, 
you know and then we what we had then after that was i wanted um, some champions because what what one of the things for me when i was really um when i went off was when i came into work that that particular day i was having a lot of anxiety mm. and i just kind of thought where where can i go and i've got nobody to go to so one of the things that we wanted to do is put champions in place to make sure that there was all over you know i mean we've gone all over the whole four sites now um and so just to make sure that if there was anybody that came into work and was struggling that day that they had somebody that they could immediately contact on that phone and um, meet up with them and often or not it's just a listening ear they need yeah um, but we we can signpost they're not professionals uh, menopause you know um in uh in respect of you know got uh, backgrounds or um you know of that but they've got a, a big interest in in menopause and often they're not they've gone through it themselves or going through it themselves um so we just kind of be a listening ear and they signpost when necessary but it was just having somebody on site at all times to make sure and as time went on um i we, we were it was great because we had people like Davina McCall kind of highlighting menopause and and all of that and it was great and we started having some initiatives coming through you know for um menopause in the workplace etc but then um i noted a gap because yeah. what, what we didn't have was anything to individualize that person's journey and so for me it was making sure that we have got things that we can put in place you know we've got to be serious about this and um and so you know to to take that forward i developed then um the passport and randy can talk about obviously how that that kind of followed and how that got through um from a corporate point of view and and how quickly we got that through the trust um but it was it was um you know i was very grateful for all the support and and you know to actually get and see that going live it was it was a moment for me thank you wendy did you want to add something randy um i just wanted to say you know on on record thank you to wendy for the amazing work that she's done around the menopause passport um you know it is the first of its kind in the nhs um and you know we're um indebted to wendy for persevering something that started off with a really difficult sort of personal experience uh, where there was a, a gap definitely in terms of our kind of provision uh, as an employer and what we've been able to do with the advice of wendy and the menopause um kind of champions as well as uh, the individuals who attend the M Club and listening to those individuals um, is to take all that knowledge and experience and then be able to say, well, actually, how do we want to respond as an organization, um, you know, as UHB, as an employer, what do we want to do? And actually that was quite simple uh, because we had a mechanism through which um, we uh, at the time had uh, our CEO decided to create a fairness task force and within that fairness task force, Wendy attends as the um, women's network chair, mm. as do all our network chairs um, and very many other kind of key decision makers that influence the direction of travel for uh, inclusion, health and well-being and overall the, you know, the banner of, of fairness for our staff. Um, and within that, um, you know, um, Wendy used that space to be able to really say we can do better. Um, and um, actually got a yes quite quickly, didn't you? Um, you know, in terms no, of no hesitation. <laughs> it, it, absolutely, and in terms of kind of you know um, the recognition that this is something that will help. You know, um, you, you mentioned the statistic of um, seventy-seven percent, uh, Jane. For us, it's round about that much as well. Um, you know, in terms of at least 75% or more of our staff at University Hospitals Birmingham will be impacted by the menopause at some point in their professional yeah. kind of working journey. Um, and given the provision of care that we give across uh, the Birmingham and Solihull, you know, we are one of the largest trusts in the country. And yeah. um, so for, for us, you know, from a, a management and a health and wellbeing perspective, 
it's a no-brainer. You know, we would um, definitely want to support all of our staff. There's so much evidence that says that the well-being of your staff, the happiness of your staff is so crucial in terms of people being able to deliver their, you know, the day-to-day -day jobs. So, you know, if you want better patient care, you look after your staff. Yeah, um, and yeah. so the whole purpose of the Fairness Task Force was to better understand, um, you know, what we can do further and uh, to have the engagement of our staff and really improve the experience, the lived experience of those individuals. And this was one key factor for us in terms of um, actually if we were able to give the individual uh, who is going through the menopause and their manager a mechanism through which they can sit down, have an honest you know confidential conversation that is centered around the individual who's going through the menopause and um, so that the provision of any reasonable adjustments or any other um, you know ways in which we could support that member of staff uh, were put into place um, so you know having wendy's menopause passport and the university hospitals birmingham's menopause passport now um, you know is a real privileged position for us and we're trying to share it as much as we possibly can outside of University Hospitals Birmingham so that more individuals going through the menopause are able to benefit from it. So um, for us, you know, from a corporate perspective, it was really important as an employer uh, for us to make this widely available. And then we went one step further, actually, we built it into the appraisal system um, so that uh, so that individuals, you know, when they are um, kind of, you know, having their appraisal have a further opportunity to have that you know really open conversation uh, and Wendy will tell you a little bit more about the actual menopause passport but it's it's a um, it's a, a passport that is um, something that goes with the individual wherever they go so as a large organization of more than 25,000 staff you know if somebody decides to go um, one of our nurses goes from um, our uh, research and development um, you know uh, department and comes to work in strategic projects for example and um, what they will be able to do is take that passport with them and continue that conversation with their new manager and that's really really important because we are the kind of the organization that gives that central position in terms of um providing whatever the individual needs um, but the manager you know may change but that doesn't mean that the experience for the individual uh should change it should it should continue regardless of where they work. Fabulous. I'm just wondering, in terms of you mentioned line managers um, having that conversation. It's in the appraisal. How did you prepare your line managers for for this role? So we've, um, I mean, we've had many discussions um, throughout time, and, and obviously we attend a lot of meetings and things. However, we have put together a um, a video um, just for managers um, and we're, we're just it's we're, it's at the moment with graphics so we, we're kind of I'm kind of keep nudging them and we did today um, and, and the other thing um, that uh, I haven't had a chance to tell Randy as well is that we've also looked at having um, a, a booklet for managers as well just to, if they need to just pick something up but the video will be available and so will um, a booklet for them directly for managers it's really important that we kind of you know um equip our managers yeah. with the way in which that they can sort of you know because some people will probably never have come across the, the, the menopause as, as uh, managers um you know we're, one of the things that we're looking to do is um we've had se several series of webinars for our staff um, and there's a q a kind of opportunity as well so we're very privileged at uh, university of Hospital yeah. Birmingham, not only to have Wendy, but we also have um, uh, Dr. Pratima Gupta as well, yeah. who's yeah. A, a clinician that specialises in this and uh, area. So we can tap into her expertise on a regular basis as well. And um, what she's able to do um, uh, jointly with Wendy and others is um, to provide uh, clinics for our staff to drop into as well, uh, because otherwise, sometimes you know, having that. Um, access to, um, you know, a, a primary care doctor sometimes may be something that people would ordinarily do outside of their work hours. If we can provide that within the working uh, kind of hours for our staff to be able to go and access a clinic and um, have the expertise um, in-house because we've got it, um, that, that is, again, is another way in which we've tried to support our 
uh, staff as well. So we have had the webinars. Yeah. As Wendy says, there is the thing around um, the, uh, it's an animated video um, to explain to managers what needs to, to happen. But we're also looking at adding to those webinars and specifically putting things on for men as well because we've learned from other organizations and other organizations have specifically said that you know sometimes um, their male managers have said that they would like to have a conversation um, you know in a closed environment to openly kind of ask some of the questions that um, otherwise they may not feel so comfortable asking um, so we're looking at doing that as well um, in the near future yeah Brilliant. So can I just bring in Tammy and Sophia into this conversation, ladies? I know that you've um, you're starting down your journey with the menopause passport, and you've also been members of the or are members of Wendy's M Club. Do you want to just tell us how that support has been of value to you? Yeah, I think in for me, sorry, it's Tammy. In terms of the passport, it's been really good because obviously there are similar symptoms that everybody has for menopause. So we all know about the hot flushes and how that can affect people. Um, and there obviously are some very similar symptoms for everybody with menopause, but there are some different symptoms that some people experience and other people don't. And it's also about as well, um, we all experience them differently. So we all have hot flushes, but some people might not have them as bad as other people. And I think the passport helped has helped is helping me to individualise my um, experience through the menopause. So it's helping me to identify my symptoms, which ones affect me the most, which ones I feel I need help, you know, to to maintain my, myself at work. So but I do think it is very good for individualised because, like I said, there are symptoms that are very, you know, very much the same for everybody going through menopause, but there are different symptoms and we all experience them differently and they all affect us differently. So it's like in terms of adjustments, it helps you individualise where the symptoms that you feel you need the, the adjustments for. So you don't need every symptom you don't need an adjustment for, but it does help you identify the most important ones and the ones that affect you the most which could be completely different to somebody else and it also helps you sort of structure um your journey through menopause at work so like i have like i said um previously i have had like, one-to-ones with my manager um briefly mentioned my symptoms and obviously we've just discussed some adjustments but obviously with your brain fog you don't remember everything in that one-to-one -one. <laughs> and it's like there's some symptoms that you probably won't mention there's some um information yeah. you won't give about how the menopause is affecting you at work whereas the passport provides you with that structure to get everything down so it gives you hints as well and you can really personalize it to to yourself to your journey and to the things that you're experiencing how you want that that managed to you know keep you at work really and to keep your work healthy and well yeah, but I'm happy to yeah. <laughs> I am happier. Um, the passport has actually really helped because um, I had a meeting with a one-to-one -one with my manager. She's really good. Um, uh, before even the the passport was mentioned, she referred me to occupational health. I'm still waiting to be seen, but my symptoms were really bad, and I thought I needed to speak to her. But having the brain fog, you can't um, mention everything. Yeah. Having a passport, you can put everything down and then you can go back to it. Um, and uh, I think it's a positive thing because then you know where where, where the adjustments can be made. Um, so with me, when I get too much hot flushes, I, can't, I, I kind of um, get an anxiety. So I need yeah. to, I'm, I'm sitting next to a window, which helps, but then I've got like a desk fan. But the manager has also um, asked, you know, if there is anything that they she could do to help me like... Um, be comfortable with with my symptoms yeah uh, and also it helps you understand with the like the moods that you mood um how it affects your mood yeah uh, and you know sometimes you everybody might be talking and they're happy and everything but you're you're there quiet because you're dealing with a hot flush and you're also not managing really well with like everybody talking it kind yeah. of and if you've got like a mental um mental fog it, yeah. it makes it more and more worse. So having it written down, then at least we can go back to my manager and say, actually, this is getting worse or this is getting better. Um, and also you could like, she could suggest stuff for me as well as I can suggest uh, stuff with her. Yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you find that you, these sort of psychological symptoms, if you like, are worse for you in your job role than perhaps the physical symptoms or is it pretty much even? 
Um, I, I feel that I'm struggling more now. So I've had a lot of the physical symptoms myself with sort of the hot flushes, um, but I'm finding now it's more, I'm struggling terribly with brain fog. Yes. Um, very emotional. Yes. Yeah. The slightest thing could make me cry and it could be something that other people consider really stupid, stupid. but to me it's the end of the world yeah. at that particular time. But um, in terms of psychologically, I mean, I do worry, I get anxious because of the role that I'm in. I do get anxious if I'm having a brain fog. Sometimes I think to myself, have I got free time or am I just forgetting everything here? Is the stuff that yeah. I should be doing, but I'm forgetting it. So I'm writing lists here, there and everywhere. I've got lists on emails, lists on my phone. So I do think in terms at the moment, um, psychological things like the brain fog, the mood swings are affecting me a lot more. So it's yeah. like you can, you know, I can try and control a hot flush by going outside or we've got a freezer room in the department that we work with. <laughs> Tammy's got an, uh, an added advantage because of the environment she works in, haven't you, Tammy? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think that's a reasonable adjustment, a visit to the freezer room. We've got an air, one air conditioning room, which we escape to, and the pharmacy is quite cool. So oh, sometimes yeah. I'll stick my head through the little window in pharmacy. <laughs> But I can control some of the physical symptoms, but the psychological symptoms, I think, sometimes, to me, they're sometimes yeah. more harder to control. So it's like, yeah. how do you control the brain fog when you're having a moment, you're sitting there and you know you were going you, you yeah. to go and do something and you're like, what was I going to go and do? Yeah. And I'm sitting there and it's like, right, I've got to do that. And then literally two seconds later, you'll forget what you were going to do. Yeah. And it's like, I'm, I'm living my life on lists at the moment. Yeah. So I think for me, at the moment psychological because i can control the physical a little bit better i think I for know. me as well it's more psychological um even if you have reminders you forget those reminders as well so it's it's just like crazy you're going out the room you're, i'm going to get a photocopy from the photocopy room and then i'm outside thinking why am i outside what i was what was i going to do Sadly, um, if i got this today yeah. to be honest if i haven't reminded <laughs> I'd have been on my own. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting, though, how we, we're all nodding along, Tammy, when you're talking about the brain fog and the psychological yeah, yeah. It's, it's, Sometimes it's manageable. Sometimes it's so mm. severe that yeah. you feel bad because, you, you know, you're constantly writing notes down. You, you're trying yeah. to add uh, sticky notes onto your computer. Um, you know, you've got and I think it, and it just makes you anxious yeah. as well because you think, particularly in the role that you're in, you're like, you don't want to miss something or yeah. forget something yeah. or do something to harm yeah. a patient, and you do yeah. get anxious because you're like, did I forget to do I, that? Did I do that right? I mean, like, the role I'm in as well, I'm giving sort of you know experimental drugs to patients and infusion, and you, I'm checking. I feel like I've developed OCD because I'm yeah. checking, double checking, triple checking, yeah. get other people to check. <laughs> but you know, by doing that, you, your brain fog is getting worse and worse because you. It's second guessing everything you, you're checking yeah. at least 10 times or you you're asking a colleague to double check it you know you don't want to get anything wrong yeah. um even with Tammy like you need, say, can you yeah. can I have this to this you know is it correct and I'm like I've got a brain fog as well so I'm not very much help to you too but you know we're even though we're all laughing that. actually I don't know about you guys but that also makes me feel quite upset at times yeah, we do but, feel, yeah. you know we, we don't have the choice of like you know we can't cry I mean sometimes we do but you know like, ourselves off to the freezer room yeah but um, you know we try to help each other I mean we're we're in the same room so it kind of helps if we kind of bounce off each other yeah. but and I know if, if sometimes when I'm at home and I'm in this situation I do cry about it and then you know like not everybody understands why you're crying you know yeah. they think oh you know it's all right it's a phase they'll get over it but it's not actually that it's the fact that you're going through this and no one understands sometimes you. i don't even understand why yeah. i'm crying yeah. <laughs> so i don't know how i expect other people to understand because sometimes i'll have a crying fit and it might be an advert on the tv something yeah. really ridiculous but it's upset me it'll upset me for the rest of the night probably the next day as well <laughs> or i'll see something a dead animal in the road and that will be it for the day <laughs> Well, I had um, I had a little cry yesterday, didn't I, Lisa? Yes, you uh, did. I, I had a message her and said, "Have you got five minutes?" And then she's like, "What's wrong?" I was just like, "Yes." <laughs> I don't know. It's a cute. It's sometimes for me, it can be a cumulative thing. So it isn't yeah. just one thing. It's yeah. things, and 
you know, when you you just need to know that there is somebody that you can just say, have you got literally two minutes for me while I just offload this? Because I don't know if I'm being ridiculous. And nine times out of 10, it's like, no, you're not being ridiculous. It's just reached that sort of crunch point for you, hasn't it? Where you don't know where to go with this. Um, And it's you, you feel like everything's just sort of you know crashing down on you and you're not really sure where where to go so having building up a network however that looks for you um, you just go it's fine just just tell me <laughs> well, i think that's why that's why i think the the importance of you know the, the the passport was was for a number of reasons as well is that people who lose confidence um you know yeah. during their working life and, and i think really really important that actually what we didn't want to do is start losing people that you know have been here you know 20 30 years 40 years that have actually you know got great talent and great skills we can't yeah. afford to meet to to lose that mm-hmm. you know and and one of the things for me was to make sure that people didn't feel that they were not supported within the workplace so therefore they wouldn't want to come into work yeah. um, so you know having been able to you know as tammy and sophia do bounce off each other have a really good conversation with their um, managers being able to be feel supported was was really the, the thing for me you know we we look at you know people having you know performance managed how many people before all of this have yeah, people yeah. actually been performance managed and left because of that reason mm-hmm. yeah. and and one of the things for me is trying to get that's supporting really really quickly because of that lack of confidence that we have because we feel we can't do our job anymore yeah, and it's yeah. almost like we, we do get that like i was just saying to randeep we you, you feel like an imposter you get imposter syndrome yes. because yeah, you yeah. feel i'm not i shouldn't be here i'm no more i'm no you know not capable of doing my job anymore yeah. i feel like you know i'm i i'm not worthy to be sitting here in this meeting and having this conversation so you know the so trying to for me it i allowed mine to go on um probably too long so yeah, when yeah. people now are kind of having some symptoms we've got lots of support from our union reps that you know and and our union on a whole so when they're meeting and seeing people they're kind of referring them to me so i can yeah. you know we can we can um have that discussion with them um i'm being you know i mean i get quite a lot of people contacting me anyways members of staff um on a day-to-day basis and i either do a, you know a one-to-one with them or you know we, we go through things and often than not when we reach that age of our 50s um you know i mean i do have younger we we have younger um members um also um we've got a lot we've got some in our 20s some in our 30s 40s and we've still got some coming that are in our, their 60s yeah, so yeah. i have a, a variety of staff that that attend and, and contact me but the for me it was um just making sure that we um you know as i say when we were in that 50s we usually have quite a lot going on as well at that same time. So often or not, we have a bereavement. Um, you know, we have loss of parents and, and things like that. So when when I do meet people, it's often or not is is that they've got more than one thing going on. So they have got, you know, the menopause going on and they have some bereavement. They may have difficulty with, you know, their teenage children or older, you know, there's, there's always a combination of things happening. And so we, we, I'm able then to go through and break down all of them and let's address them separately. Um, so it's more than just menopause and the support we give. We give it far more um, support in that way and signposting to wherever necessary. But it's really, you know, I, I feel very privileged um you know for for staff to come to me and and um you know want to openly talk about you know the things that they're going through and and me being able to help and support them in that um absolutely but you know there is lots of things we still got in the pipeline we still there's so much you know i want to do now you know, so we, we just watch this. And we are going to continue, aren't we? Oh, Wendy, absolutely. It doesn't stop. This was just the foundation, yeah, wasn't was, it? this is the beginning um, of what we want to do to kind of create a more um, inclusive environment for our staff. 
um, and for women to feel like they can come to work and share openly yeah. Yeah. Uh, the things that we've been sharing here um, today, because it's really important that people, um, you know, they can't leave some of those things that Wendy's just highlighted at home. N none of us work like that. I mean, you've talked openly, uh, Jane, about, you know, um, needing to have a cry or, or whatever. Sometimes, um, you know, the, the lack of understanding that there is a, um, a, a sort of, you know, hormonal change um, isn't isn't good and what we've tried to do is address that in terms of you know increasing that understanding in terms of creating a space where people can go and speak confidentially amongst their peers that are also going through but more importantly about creating a place across the organization where we can openly say yes I'm going through um, the menopause or I am perimenopausal or you know I feel like I'm going and, and who do I go and talk to and, and to be able to create, um, you know, places where people can go and ask those questions is really important, but also where you can go and get help. Um, mm -hmm. Because, you know, we've heard an array of different experiences here already, but actually, you know, the help that Tammy might need and Sophia might need or Wendy might need, Lisa, you and I might not need. Mm -hmm. um, might need something completely different. Um, and there is something around, you know, I've learned so much in the time that I've been working with Wendy and I know that there are certain things that um, I didn't really understand were changes um, that I now recognise could potentially be, mm -hmm. you know, something that is looming for me in the, on the horizon in terms of, um, you know, something that will probably be full blown, but it might not be. You know, the symptoms yeah. might be completely different. Um, mm -hmm. But at least I know that it's not me slowly going. Um, you know, going through something else that could be clinically worse. Um, it is something that is quite natural and is likely to happen to most of us in some shape or the other um, if, you're, if you're a woman. So, you know, that, that recognition, I think, um, in terms of, you know, we've tried to be uh, really open in the organisation as well. So we've worked with the inclusion team um, and our health and wellbeing teams as well to ensure that we reach as many staff as possible, be they managers or the people going through the menopause. And we've talked openly in our policy around trans staff as well. And I think it's really important that we recognise that. And that's why often we use the language of the you know people going through the menopause or people mm -hmm. who are uh, perimenopausal. Um, although, you know, a lot of our documentation talks about women. Um, it is really important for us to talk about, you know, all of those that are likely to be impacted in some way um, by the uh, the menopause. Absolutely. I'm interested in some of the adjustments that people may have requested or may have been put in place. Has anybody got anything that they can kind of share in terms of what small measures can actually make a huge difference to individuals? I mean, I don't know whether Tammy and Sophia have already got some things put in place. Yeah, I mean, I haven't. Yeah, we're still sorting out the passport. <laughs> yeah, but um, I mean, there's things like the uniforms, which is great because yeah. obviously the uniforms we got, they're lovely, but they're so thick, yeah. they're not cool and comfortable when <laughs> you're having a hot flush. So it's like we're aware that we can um wear the different surgical tops, which are a lot thinner. Um, so I mean, that was one of the adjustments. We have I have spoken to my manager as well about sort of like flexible working times. Yeah. So someone, it's one of my biggest problems at the moment is I'm not really sleeping very well mm. at all, and it's like I. I could go to sleep when my alarm clock goes off in the morning that's the time when I could go to sleep mm -hmm. so I have spoken obviously if my caseload allows with my patient caseload if I haven't got anybody coming in earlier I mean they are quite happy managed quite happy sort of you know if you come in later you work late you know you you, you work later, you leave later. So those are some of the adjustments that they've put in place for us. Um, obviously, things as well, they are they have sorted fans and things out for us. We yeah. do both sit by a window, which yeah. is great. Yeah. Um, also, you don't suffocated, yeah. don't you, sometimes? Sometimes our room, because we've got quite a few members in our room. There could be 10 of us in, in the room. And sometimes you, you can't focus because there's a lot of talking. And like obviously, mm -hmm. when they're talking to their patients, making phone calls and stuff, you can't focus. So um, I can actually go and get go into a separate room where I can sit and just focus on um, things. So those kind of adjustments are there, as well as like 
and um, flexible know, working. Yeah, and they know that we can, um, yeah. very often we'll get up. So if we're having a hot flush or we can't concentrate, they know that we'll be leaving the room. We shouldn't have, we don't have to explain where we're going. Yeah. They know that we'll probably just yeah. take off at some point, point in, yeah. you know, in the day. If we're having a hot flush, mm -hmm. we feel that we can't concentrate. We're feeling mm -hmm. a bit tearful. So they're quite happy and they know. Yeah. And we do get checked up on. I mean, it's really good because we're yeah. both in the same room, myself and Safia, so we can help each other yeah. as well. But I mean, unfortunately, for, I know it's unfortunate or fortunate the department that we work in. There's quite a few well, of us that are going, going through menopause. <laughs> so they are very understandable. So I think they're sense. very understandable because there's a lot of us yes. that are obviously menopausal at the moment. So a lot mm -hmm. of the um, the managers have got like that, yeah. the knowledge, the experience. Um, our line manager has worked with the passport before over at QBA, QB, yeah. so she does understand it. Um, so we are. I mean, I don't know if the male members of staff would oh, feel that we're they're fortunate to be working. <laughs> <laughs> but for us, like it's when fortunate. I was having a crying moment, one of the uh, the male nurses came in and then like he took a step back like if he was reversing. <laughs> I come back later. He literally burst out the door. He came in. We're having a crying moment, and he literally didn't even turn around. He reversed out the door <laughs> and shut the door. Wise oh, move. We also support men as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've had a couple of males um, that their wives are going through that, but they don't, yeah. don't necessarily work at the trust. Yeah. Um, and they've come forward and asked for some um, kind of a little bit more information on what they can do. Because um, often they're not, you know, they, they, they can't, they, you know, they say, you know, whatever I say, I say is wrong, you know. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's one of them. So, I, I I've given them some information and um so as Randy says yeah. going forward, it's just giving you that um I just wanted to say, Wendy, with all the stuff that the trust have got, obviously I know you've had a, a big hand in sorting all that out. I do feel it's less taboo and I don't mind telling people that I'm menopausal. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. bother me in the slightest. Absolutely. Um and we're quite open, particularly yeah. in our department, we're, we're quite really open. open. People know if you're having a bad day, nobody makes any snide comments. Yeah. Um, there's no like yeah. you know nobody takes the, the mic out of you it's not a, a laugh no. I know it's not a laughing matter I mean I know we're laughing about it now oh, and yeah. they do laugh with us but there's no sort of like snide comments or there's no laugh or that's jokes good. at our expense because we're going because to that's one of the things yeah. so that's I think things everything you've done has helped oh, and yeah, also absolutely because I don't that's you know at the beginning of before we you know and it was it was it was a lot of hard work. I know Tammy that you know I've spoke about the menopause and my frustrations about three years ago, wasn't it? Um, yeah. We, we kind of first met, and um, you know, and it was kind of like you know it was hard hard going um, to try and get people to be more open and honest. But you know, as I say now, it's great because we have that. We, you know, as, as time has gone on, yeah. you know, people are going, yeah, I'm proud of going, you know, it, it's yeah. not yeah. about that creating that environment, isn't it? Yeah. And that was the yeah. whole point yeah. of having the conversations at the Absolutely. players task force about yeah. making sure that actually uh, Wendy was listened to, because actually Wendy had spoken to um, lots and lots of people who were going through this. And actually, there was a wealth of knowledge there and, and, and expertise. And it was tapping into that, uh, tapping into, you know, the inclusion team and the work that they'd already done um, on this area. But then bringing all of that together in a place where we could create at UHB an environment where people felt, like Tammy has said, that it's OK to have that conversation. Yeah. And if you can't do yeah. that in a health <laughs> setting, where else can you do that? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it was it was really important that we created that environment. And it's really nice to hear from people who said yeah, that, you know, you know, this is only the beginning and we've already created yeah. that. So yeah. that's brilliant. Yeah. Um, I think for me, it's, menopause is natural. It's a natural process, yes. isn't it? Yeah. And it's like the more natural we make it, the less crazy people, people are going to think we are. Because I hate yeah. it when people go, "Oh, you know, you're crazy." It's like, no, I'm not. I'm experiencing a natural pro natural process, process here. I'm not crazy. And the more we make it seem natural, the better it will be. You won't have that Absolutely. stigma of, "Oh, oh she's, she's just crazy in today. Yeah. She's in one." Because that's what we used to that's hear that a lot. I mean, when my mom went through the menopause. Um, they had a down as having a breakdown and it wasn't it was the menopause and she was suffering with those yeah. symptoms and habits changed from that to now yeah. I feel quite happy talking about it in any arena in front of anybody <laughs> it doesn't bother me it's yeah. like well do you know what this is a natural process mm. we shouldn't be ashamed of it because everybody goes through like some kind of um 
problem or another but if, if we can openly talk about it it's the best thing because in at the asian community um it's a taboo subject and you can't open up and speak about it when my mom was going through it it was like oh she's crazy she's no we'll give her some depression tablets that's what she you know she was hooked on to and you know like she would like have a when she was having a hot flush she would like drop a bucket of water on herself and run out the door she's like because she was having an anxiety attack people think oh she's mad or she's possessed or you know that kind of taboo is kind of ending like here now um and it's good that we're having more and more um like videos and recognition for this you know menopause that we have awareness awareness, the awareness yeah. is I like think awareness within the trust is quite high yeah, so not just the m club but you've got the moodle module as well mm -hmm. so i've been through that and that's quite useful for the information so and I, I know a lot of managers surprised so to our manager coming back that we've got now we had a male line manager and he was absolutely brilliant he said he didn't know much about it but he's he, he, he he's very simple uh, he was very sympathetic, sympathetic with us yeah, and he us. did get information yeah. and he did support her and he said if you, if you know if there's any videos out there that i can watch and get to know more about menopause then i'm willing to do that he was very understanding which is fantastic we felt a bit um nervous about it yeah but yeah it was really great and you're very mm. understanding about it and that's that's exactly what we're trying to do um at university hospitals birmingham is create a, a place where um, whether you're the manager or you're the person who's going through the menopause or you're perimenopausal that actually you know the organization's done enough to equip um, both sets of individuals with the information and the knowledge and the ways in which they can have that open dialogue and so you know the, the menopause passport has enabled that but going back to uh, Sophia's uh, point around uh, culture and cultural differences one of the things that we've realized um, when we've talked to women of all different backgrounds is the common factor was that this was historically always a taboo subject and what we wanted to do was break that down so whether you come from an asian background or you come from a black background or you're from a, a white background you know you, you or whatever the culture is because obviously they're ethnicity groups that i've talked about um there is a way in which when we come at you come together at university hospitals birmingham as employees and uh, uh, as an employer and um, that 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 kind of taboo thing is removed um, and actually, I think Ellen, what Tammy and Sabia have said and Wendy has highlighted throughout is that the more we talk about this uh, for people who are coming behind us, it will be much easier. Mm. And so already, Tammy, you've talked about when your mum and you did the same thing as Sophia. And, you know, we, you know, if we are open as individuals going through this, then actually the next generation behind us will recognise that actually this is not an issue. Um, you know, people before us talked about it openly and we've kind of given them permission to do the same thing, haven't we? Yes. Yeah, definitely. definitely. I think it's it's really refreshing to hear as well, because I know a lot of us um, of menopause, very menopause age, have experienced um, not great um, support from our own GPs, potentially. Um, and I don't, I, I'm not on here to sort of just kind of go in on GPs but I think that you know there's a clear route isn't there when you go to your GP either you've got a, a, a sort of menopause savvy GP that's going to think about prescribing HRT and maybe they do and maybe they don't or but they're not looking at any other option and clearly what you're you're explaining to us is that you know there's a lot more to it than that and that we haven't even we've got this far into the conversation we haven't even mentioned HRT you know there is a much bigger issue isn't it it's about having a level of support and if you've got a supportive work environment you you are getting some of that support um which you know potentially is even more important um so it's i mean it's it's really interesting to hear about everything you've done and how well you've got it all set up um, I feel um, at work, uh, I've been supported more for my menopause than going to my GP. Yeah. Um, I've, I've got more um, information from work than I have for my GP. Because when I went in and I said, I'm not coping, and I've been coping, trying to cope 
and it come to a point where I couldn't cope anymore and I, I went to seek help. Um, the first thing uh, the doctor said was, I'll prescribe you some depression tablets. And I was like, I'm not depressed. It's, I'm, I'm going through the menopause. I need help with menopause. I don't need a depression tablet. It's a side effect from the menopause. Yeah. So I think we need to, the doctors probably need to get more education, like the videos, like um, Wendy, you've done, and, you know, maybe they could go through like a passport system as well to see for the for the patients now going through that. Sophia, just to kind of you know uh, focus on um, you know how we're prepared to share some of the learning that we've got here with others. Um, you know, um, during the course of well since the launch um, at the end of last year, uh, we've had nothing but kind of lots of inquiries that have been really positive. Um, and asked for, can you share the passport? Are you able to tell us more about what you did um, within University Hospitals Birmingham? And we've done a whole kind of roadshow of different uh, events that we've spoken at, and um, we've shared the Enforce passport really widely. And uh, Lisa, um, Jane, we want to do that with uh, CRN as well. You know, we will share that with yourselves as well. And if there's a place where you would like to kind of pop that onto a website or something, we're happy for you to do that as well. It's really important that we get the message out there as much as we possibly can do, um, that actually, you know, having that dialogue and having the early conversation, as Wendy says, um, enables people to feel quite empowered uh, when they're going through this. And actually, you know, a lot of the time, you know, as an individual, what you need. Um, yeah. And actually just having that conversation and enabling you to say, well, actually, I kind of think I know what would help me in my work environment. Um, you know, I, I might need the lighter uniform. Um, actually, could you put a, a, a can I you know, go for a, a fan at my desk? Because that will make a, a, a difference. Can I share openly with my uh, co-workers that essentially um, there are times where I'm going to go through something and, you know, this might be what that looks like. Um, you know, we've just opened that environment up to say it's safe for you to have that conversation and that actually we want people to carry on working and what we whatever we can do to accommodate those kind of like really small things that you know and there are times where we have had um wendy explaining the kind of more extreme levels of kind of menopause and what that can do and i think that's where having uh pratima gupta who's our kind of you know doctor um who, who specializes in this area um, being available for us to kind of, you know, deliver those webinars for our staff, have those clinics that people can um, go into is really, really beneficial yeah. because you don't have to go outside of the organization necessarily in order to seek that help. You can get it within the organization. Mm. That's a, that is a definite bonus um, having that on site because a lot of us know it's, it's a task and a half sometimes to get an appointment to see anybody at your you know your gp practice whether you're going to get referred to a nurse practitioner or whoever it happens to be um and i, I know that we we're always interested in what other people are doing we we did quite a lot of work ourselves at the rn um but it, i think the idea of having something like the passport which is essentially like a checklist of sorts or that's how staff are using it that that, that is incorporated potentially in people's practice one-to-one or whatever however that's a really clever idea because actually it's it's a constant reminder that that i think for a lot of us we don't know necessarily what support we want um because you're you're sort of finding it out for yourself but knowing that somebody's already thought about that and that there are sort of alternatives and options have you considered you know it's it's sort of empowering people to have a bit more control over their um situation at work and how they're managing their work and clearly as you say you know we really want people to feel welcomed come to work to be able to function even if they're having one of those days where they don't feel they are functioning it, it doesn't matter you know the support will be there um and they just need to turn up and somebody will you know either be on the end of the phone or they can talk to somebody and that's that's a really a really positive step yeah, because the, the, as well, it went as, as, as our journey carries on through the menopause as well, you know, we, we adapt to the changes. So any kind of changes, you use the passport then to adjust any kind of things you need as you're going along. So, that you know, it's not just a one-off conversation with the manager. This is something yeah. that you may continually, you know, um, 
you know, continue Revisit. with. Um, and so, you know, and, you know, we, we've got to kind of get it out as well that not everybody goes to through the extremes of menopause and that, yeah. we, you know, I, I try and make light of some of that in some aspects because what we don't want to do is, is frighten uh, <laughs> and coming through now, but it's just trying to, you know, making if they feel that they have the support around them, then they're they're not going to be so stressed about mm. approaching that time of their lives because they're going to feel well. It, it doesn't matter actually because you know it'll just you know we'll have to you know we can have adjustments or we could you know put things in place um, you know and feel confident that you know going forward that they they are going to have that support around them um but you know going to as i say going through the managers our extreme cases um you know where we we have you know the anxiety and and things like that again you know working alongside your managers the support here what we have here and as well as the gp support there you know we can um you know we can hopefully make uh you know make it more positive for for people um as i say who are, are going to be uh coming up through to that age yeah i think it's really important um to make sure that we are putting things in place as we go along and we are constantly learning we're constantly finding more things that we we might need to put in place and support with so I think Wendy having your M club and um, ensuring that women are able to kind of come forward um, or people going through the menopause are able to come forward and um, share their kind of lived experiences is really important because that's our listening opportunity and as we listen and we learn more about kind of where the gaps are um, as an employer we're able to kind of put more in place and to support individuals um, and just make their work environment a better place. I mean, if you think about the number of hours we spend in the workplace, um, you know, most of us want that to be a pleasant experience. Um, and actually, you know, the more uh, we can make that something that, you know, people want to come and do, and you know, feel very much like they're part of a work family, um, you know, the better the outcomes are for our patients, we know, and also for, you know, the, the staff collective as a team. So making those individuals be able to have that open dialogue is really, really key to our start being happier. Yeah, and I think, you know, from, from our perspective, um, when you're, because it, it can affect you differently on different days, you might have different needs on different days, but if the more people are aware and the more people, the more chance I've, I think you've probably got to plan how you take your work forward so just thinking about you know we've got people who clearly have done like really really important jobs people who've perhaps done the same thing or the same process day in day out and then you just come to work one day and it's just not happening for you but you don't know why um so it's just knowing that you can ask for help or ask for support on that particular day when you need it that's incredibly important because hopefully that does as you said really create this culture where people feel supported and that it's okay you know come to work that day and we'll help you you know do you need someone else to do this do you need someone to work alongside you do you need me to take this other piece of work off you because it's too you know it's really stressing you today but tomorrow i know you'll be fine and i know that yes yeah, i was just i was just going to say sometimes just knowing that you can have that really open yeah, you know, in your work space, um, it makes you want to kind of just say, well, it's okay, you know, even if I'm feeling these things, yeah. it'll be it, it'll be fine because I know I've got that support structure I need around me, mm. um, and and enabling that is the key here, um, which is what you know Wendy's menopause passport has enabled uh, us to do as an employer, and also the N Club allows that peer to peer kind of you know um experience to be shared and then solutions to be found through there so it really started with if you think about it a group of individuals having a conversation which is quite mm. different for what we're doing now really isn't it 
Mm. But this is quite good as well because, you know, people have trialled things, people have tried things. So during them discussions, they can say, oh, have you had a, you know, tried, the, you know, we, we, we've got people coming with their, their collar fans on and, you know, all kinds of things coming. Um, you know, but it's great. And we've got, you know, you know, the cushions, um, you can get pillars for, yeah. um, Use use mainly for people who had migraines, but they're a cool pillar, so you can mm -hmm. kind of use them at night time and all the, you know, and and we 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 do we do laugh, you know, yeah, we do. Also, yeah. very serious, and we and, and we do cry. Yeah, um, so, yeah. you know, this is this is, you know, um, I, you know, very grateful for people coming forward uh, and and sharing their experiences with me um because you know without that kind of intelligence if you like you know we we it would have been very very difficult to try and move forward and move things forward and i also feel very privileged by being supported myself you know at uhb you know um how they support me to me to enable me to support our staff so yeah. um, i'm very grateful for that it's a big investment of your time isn't it wendy so you need to know yeah. you know that everyone's happy and i think i think you sort of hit the nail on the head earlier really about i think i feel like this is probably the first generation that has felt comfortable talking about menopause yeah. um i don't think we've we just it just you know as, as the everyone said it wasn't really spoken about before uh, and not in sort of general terms and not in you know by the way this is coming unfortunately you know you've got an experience of this but this is what you can expect and the, the more open we are um and share what we're going through then hopefully it helps people that are coming up through you know unfortunately getting to that stage themselves okay i can prepare for this because you know it it requires it, it requires a level of thought doesn't it and preparation Absolutely. Yeah, and can I just say as well, it's nice that we're actually saying menopause, perimenopause, because we yeah. like, yeah. my mum went through it, it was just the change. The change. Yes, the change. And I just hated that word, it's like the change. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so what you're yeah. going to, you know, <laughs> come out of Christmas and be something <laughs> different. Yeah. But yeah, so it's, it's nice that we're using that terminology mm -hmm. and it's not so like, I think the it's words like nice the change was the kind of like, like had a negative like you know it's yeah. like the person that they were before mm -hmm. isn't going to be the person that they're going to be like crisis, you know it's like oh the change yeah it's kind of like a, a negative connotation mm. hopefully totally agree we just need to normalize it and not be afraid yeah. so we've actually managed as i thought we would to fill quite a lot of time talking about the <laughs> <laughs> is there anything anybody would like to add as sort of like a parting thought or you know anything you'd like to share sort of to kind of round it off um is it okay if we just uh, give people a little bit of information in terms of um so the menopause passport as i mentioned we're happy to share it because we want other um uh, organizations to kind of you know um help empower their employees as well um, and, yeah. and um, ensure that the support that is um, easily put into place is put into place elsewhere. So we're, we're happy to share that. And, um, and Wendy will give an email address out as well, um, should anybody want to kind of find out a little bit more about what we've done at University Hospitals Birmingham. Uh, we're more than happy to be contacted and uh, we're happy to share any of our learning. There will be some web webinars as well that um, we'll be running and we'd like to invite uh, people to attend those as well, um, yeah. know, from within the NHS in particular, but beyond as well. Um, so Wendy, would you like to give details of um, the uh, email address? So it will be wendy.madden at uhb.nhs.uk. Tammy and Sophia, did you want to say anything? 
I just want I mean, from my point of view, just everything that we've got in the trust at the moment, because obviously I've been in the trust nearly 30 years. So I've seen a lot coming in in relation to the menopause. So when I started, it was kind of like a hush hush and it was like, oh, they're having a moment or like I said, it was the change. So I like the fact that we've got so much now. So I said, we've got the M Passport, we've got the M Club that we can go to, we've got our champions. We've also got, like I said before, the Moodle training module. So it's the awareness module, which anybody can join on and, and, and complete and that's got quite a lot of information so from my point of view it's just that we've got so much in the trust and I think it all of that has kind of normalized it and, and made it more of a natural process so I think for me it was just to mention that you know and, and to say thank you to, to Wendy as well because I've known Wendy for three four years so I know she has put so much work into this so I just want to thank Wendy as well for everything that she's done because she's made it a lot easier for, for me yeah. having that all that information and the passport so thanks Wendy. Thank you. I think Tammy's covered most of it. Um, I'm glad that you've got the M Club as well, where you can share all, all like your symptoms, and then you're not alone because you know, like there's certain things that you would mention, and then everybody's, oh yeah, I, I didn't know it was because of that. So it's it's good to know um, how people are coping with their symptoms, and if there's anything we can do, it's quite educational as well as um, it's quite emotional. It's as emotional well. support, but there's quite a lot, a lot of, of advice and advice. education yeah. you can get from there because everybody's got obviously everybody's on different treatments. treatments so I think yeah. it's useful because you can trial and error, isn't it? I yeah. think so. It's quite nice to hear how other people are getting on yeah. with certain treatments. Well, thank you very much for like organizing these m clubs and all this information here so that we we feel that we can open up and talk about it and obviously normalize it so thank, thank you, you. Thank you for listening to The Retreat. Tune in next time for more insights from your colleagues in the West Midlands. If you have an interesting story that you would like to tell, please get in touch.